0: everybody good good happy Wednesday today you are in the booth with me Lauren as Chris is working on our Halloween festival downstairs and also with Steve
1: Mm, I'm here I am here this one this will be great
0: and we are so excited to get to dig into our sermon on Sunday that was titled are we letting our hope shine which covered Ephesians 1 verses 11 through 14. Um, And I'll give us a little reading recap of that. And it says, Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. By giving you the Holy Spirit, whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so that we'd praise and glorify Him. What a great passage. Yeah,
1: awesome, huh? To the praise of His glory, right? It's wonderful. And then we kind of bounced out, right, of, yeah. of here to uh, Revelation chapter 2, 1 through 7, which is. The, the first letter to the seven churches in Revelation that Jesus gave the church, and, is, and the first one's to the church in Ephesus. So directly to this church right here in Ephesians that Paul wrote uh, the book of Ephesians to. Um, it was a circular letter, but uh, obviously it went to the church in Ephesus as well. And um, just this idea about Jesus to the church, if we lost our first love, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, he was pretty... Uh, adamant that uh, he's the one who walks among the lampstands that a church is to be a city on a hill shining its light a lampstand of, of joy and of the the gospel hope right uh and and you know he said boy this church in ephesus was doing everything right there the theology right was doing all kinds of things right um you know they had truth and uh there were some really good things happening but jesus says but you lost your first love and uh, yes, that's intimacy. Not necessarily. I know we've heard a lot about just the loss of intimacy with Jesus. That could be part of it, maybe. But really, um, that what Jesus is talking about there is that they'd lost their their love of sharing, being witnesses of the good news, the hope of Jesus. That that childlike joy and of uh, just the the joy to share. Um, because there's supposed to be a lampstand. And Jesus said, if you don't, I'll remove your lampstand, which that, the, the idea of a lampstand, again, is that we're to be the light of the world, right? And then he says, repent and uh, go back to the works you did at first, right? So specifically, it's going back to recover this this gospel mission, which is at the forefront of the Great Commission, to go make disciples, right? know, Te- uh, share the good news with people, Um Uh, God's people are to be known we're to be identified as joyful you know Mm -hmm. I've been in this class and looking at the history of the early church and and just that over and over again even in the midst of incredible persecution just this joy the joy of what God had done for them it 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 just transformed empires you know that joy and uh, boy it's easy to lose that for sure so
0: yeah so looking at the church today if we were like practicing and thinking about first love what would you say is like markers of a church that are is truly in their first love as the corporate body
1: Mm. yeah it's a great question well i I just look my own life or my own conviction this last week and looking at this how boy it's so easy to just get caught up in the in the busyness of church you know people issues stuff going on and uh, and in the world and in the church and um, you can just be consumed with so much stuff right just busyness right uh, that may we lose that that foundational joy right that of remembering who we are what Christ has done for us and the way I the way I forget that yeah. is I stop talking about it slowly mm-hmm. I get too busy and I don't make myself available to God. Uh, to let that overflow and, and put myself in other people's shoes, that, they, that the world needs this hope. They need the good news of Jesus. Uh, and so I think markers uh, for um, that is boy, is, there, is is in worship, is the church, is there a, a, just a contagious atmosphere of the joy of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Is there um, continual people giving testimony of that in the church, right? Uh, is there regular celebration of baptism of people proclaiming that changed life? Um, is there uh, testimonies of people just out in their own spheres of having the opportunity to, right, to, um, you know, to share? And, you know, the Lord is so gracious. Uh, I, um, it's been a while since I've really had a chance to just, uh, I mean, I'm always talking to people about Jesus, but it's been a while since I've had a chance to just pray with someone to yeah. lead them into the kingdom. And I was like, Lord, you know, um and yesterday I did, so it was amazing. God. I exactly, got to uh, just spend some time with uh, someone uh, that Lord had been just working on, and and uh, man, I you know it was just that right timing, and man, you know he just he wanted the Lord, and and it was just a joy. What an honor to be able to lead someone, and I just said to anybody listening is. Boy, if you haven't had a chance to lead someone, to pray that prayer with somebody, just to introduce them. it's People get all like, oh, I don't know enough. It's simple. We're just yeah. introducing him to one we know who saved our soul, right? And... Um, and then just to pray for them and to give them a Bible, first Bible he's ever had, and and to start that journey of now walking, now walking in discipleship. Yeah. Now let me show you what the God, the fullness of the gospel. Let me show you what it is to follow Jesus and and all the blessings. Um, when those things are multiplied in a church, when there is a passion for that, man, it, it's a force that it's unstoppable, right?
0: Yeah. So. And it's contagious. Like yes. we, like one of my friends used to say, like uh, encouragements are the oxygen of the church. Like as you hear encouragements, like it brings that's life. Good. And then testimonies are like the, like the like the energy drink of the church because it's like as you're hearing these testimonies, it becomes almost contagious. Like you're like, well, what God did once, like He can for sure do it for me. Like He can do it again. Like that's His character. Exactly. Um, because like I can think of times that I went on like outreach with people and like we'd come back and it's like you can tell when someone's gotten into partner with the Holy Spirit and seen a move on earth because there's just a joy and like almost a lightness that radiates off people and um, my friend Josh when we were in the uh, Middle East last summer I can't say the country, but yeah. when we were there last summer, like he got to watch someone's ankle get healed. Like he went out and awesome. just in boldness prayed for him. And he came back and he was like jumping up and down and just like joy because like Absolutely. that's the joy of it. And then we're all like, right. well, we, can, we should just start walking up to people and asking if they need prayer for healing because right. like why not? Right. And so like that's the power of like the first love too is it's so contagious and it's so like, wait, I want that. Like they have something right. I don't have.
1: And, the, and the, the, the signs, wonders, and miracles, you know, the, the problem comes when we put a, a focus on that, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus, when the people, the disciples came back rejoicing that the demons were fleeing, right? They were delivering, seeing people set free. Jesus said, hey, that's awesome. Keep at it. But remember, rejoice that your names are written right in, in heaven. And, uh, and I think that's what the, the Ephesian passage we read is to the praise of his glory right our witness even everything our own salvation continue back to this idea of lord to the praise of your glory um and when we see we get the chance to have the incredible opportunity to to be a part of a healing or 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 bringing someone into the lord it's not a it's like lord to your glory right there's that praise that should go up vertical right in the church and among ourselves of lord what a what an honor what an adventure what a joy right to be uh honored enough and, and to be a part of that right
0: yeah Um, going off like the evangelism piece like going to share and like that's something that will really bring life because it's partnering with you know the greatest commandment like yeah. go there for and share but I feel like in today's generation and culture there's a fear of rejection mm. and like being rejected what right. would you speak to that person who's like I would go but I'm going to be rejected
1: yeah gosh I mean, I think if if you don't deal with that, then maybe <laughs> you know you're <laughs> not dealing. I think everybody, no, even a person highly gifted in evangelism, we struggle because we want to be liked. Nobody wants yeah. to be rejected, right? Um, I mean, even little things like uh, today, if you're out in public just with your paper Bible open, mm-hmm. there's there is a sense of spiritual. You feel it, right? And 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 it's amazing the conversations actually that can come of that. People take notice and. Um, because you've entered, you've brought your own presence, the Holy Spirit, along with the written word, mm. into an environment, right? Um, and it changes that environment. But I think fear, I, I, just in my own thing, I think when I come back to, um, man, I, I think this this line from our summer series in the Kings, I just can't get away from it, is um, I'm not to feel powerful. I'm to feel dependent. Mm -hmm. whenever i start feeling powerful in other words when i start to try to take things on my own like i have to know everything or i need to do this or whatever it is man fear grips or i become overconfident whatever it is but man this childlike uh, joy of feeling lord i'm radically dependent on you for every word for everything Mm -hmm. but i'm available that's i think the the special sauce shall we say right to divine encounters Right? Yeah. Where it's like, Lord, all things are possible with you. I'm available. Let me just love this person. Let me just uh, have that childlike joy to be able to um, listen to your spirit where you're leading this. Um, I think that's when fear um, is, is, is taken away, you know, or at least overshadowed with that joy.
0: Yeah, that's great. What do
1: you think? I want to flip it on you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, I was reflecting on that this morning when I was lis- we were listening to the uh, sermon, and I was reminded of a time that I was living overseas. One of our leaders was like, "Guys, like to be rejected is to be with Christ, because like He was rejected, like right. so many, like so many times by people He loved, by people who didn't know Him. Like Christ was rejected, and He was like, even if." like, yeah, like you, you share in his suffering. And then like, when I learned that they aren't rejecting Lauren, like they're not rejecting Mm -hmm. me, they're rejecting Jesus. And then I would start picturing, like being with Jesus when I would do it. Like it was not not in my strength anymore. It wasn't me. And I got like this weird boldness. Like I was like, okay, like Jesus was rejected. And to the point that they put him on the cross, and the odds are, I'm not going to end up on a cross today, mm-hmm. even though I was over in the Middle East. And, like, let's go with him. And, like, let's share in his sufferings. And then it says in Scripture, like, wipe the dust off your feet. Right. And, like, it will not stick to you. And then just receive the truth that God has for you in that moment. And every time I've stopped and asked God after I've been rejected, he, without a doubt, goes, I love you and I'm proud of you. Yeah. And, like, he's like, I'm not. Like, thank you for trying. Like, this may be the first Touch like yeah. you know some people are called to plant yep. the seed some people are called to bring in the harvest and Absolutely. it's just like you never know yeah. where you're standing and it's yeah. like you could have given the weirdest prophetic word of your entire life mm-hmm. they rejected you and in 10 years it'll come back and then you'll meet them in heaven so it's just like you never know your impact yeah so it's like just love radically that's it. and it's so much better than sitting in like the fear because you may miss out
1: and don't you think uh you know it's this idea of man pleasing versus god pleasing mm-hmm. right and we've grown up here in america and especially sadly in a lot of the church there's this emphasis on uh, making people feel comfortable right mm-hmm. rather than a, a first love of no i need to please god and do what he's called to first and like you said is to love this person means that i have to be willing for them to reject me yeah and 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 the is real clear right uh, that we're maybe we're not really pressing in as a whole church or even as an individual if we're not actually getting somewhat rejected sometimes mm-hmm. right? the goal is not right to make everybody feel good right it's to speak the truth and love um and so i think we're working in some real cultural things that have crept into the church yeah. right as well in this um and because scripture's clear we're to share in his sufferings right if we're going to share in his glory yeah. We have to share in his sufferings, and that's just kind of foreign to a lot of the church culture, right? That we've kind of absorbed to be so relevant and so bridge building, which those sort of things that are important for us. But boy, uh, is we do have to realize that, right? There is this rejection. God, He promised it.
0: Yeah, and too, like when you when you're walking in obedience to the Holy Spirit and He asks you to go tell someone and you're rejected, like I think that kills the fear of man faster than not. Absolutely. And it's like, because no matter how great your gospel presentation was, Mm -hmm. if someone rejects you, like, Mm -hmm. it does kill the fear of man because you did it, but it also brings a new boldness. Like, what's Mm -hmm. the worst that's going to happen? Like, I did this. I've, you know, partnered with Jesus. Like, well done, good and faithful one. Like, that's what we're called to. We're not called to, that was the best gospel presentation. Like, I can think of times I've gone up to pray for people, And have like, made no sense, but somehow they're, like, in tears. I'm like, that was God. Like, that was me coming before him.
1: No, that's fantastic. And if Jesus was (laughs) persecuted for what he's preached in all of the early church, why would we think any different that, you know, uh, if there's some kind of new gospel that we can preach without being rejected? You know, and that's sadly, I think, what has caused much of the church to water down the truth, right, Mm -hmm. to maintain that. Rather than to boldly, joyfully speak the good news.
0: Yeah. And so, going off of that, like the good news is our hope as mm-hmm. well. And so, we were kind of talking about hope a little bit yeah. before this. And I think it's important today in America to realize that like hope is not the same as the American dream. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like the hope of the gospel does not mean in promise, prosperity, or great, amazing things. Like, it can bless us, but it's not. Sure. It's not correlating, so how would you describe hope to someone who's never who doesn't have a context for it?
1: yeah, I think that's wonderful um i I think this is I think this is the issue today the the opportunity right is I think it's the greatest- c- opening easy question with people. just ask them where's your hope where's yeah. your with the crazy world, everything going on today, Where do you find hope
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to just you know we have to first be good listeners and good question askers because we're concerned about their people's belief their heart their soul right um uh so i think i'd start there and then want, you know find out where their hope is and then we have the hope right we have the ultimate hope of of god and as you said i think this we don't have to have a huge theological understanding is is we just have to jesus just asked us to give an answer of the hope that is within us right in peter mm-hmm. right that uh, give an account of the hope that is within us and that hope that's in us is Jesus, right? Yeah. And and is the eternal life, right? Now we can, depending upon what that person we're engaging, we can go as deep as we want, right? The hope of the forgiveness of sins, the the killing of shame and being free, uh, eternal life, um, the adoption. I mean, we could go down all yeah, the yeah. spiritual blessings, right? Uh, but I think it begins with a simple let me tell you the hope I have in Christ. Um, and with hope comes the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Hope's not one of the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. isn't it? You know, it's That's faith. Right. And then Paul talked about the ones that will last are faith, hope, and love, uh-huh. right? Well, that and uh, it's faith, uh, hope, and love. And, and uh, faith and, and hope are, are pretty much uh, integrated. Mm -hmm. right in other words faith is hope the very idea of faith is that i have i'm putting my hope in jesus i'm putting my faith in jesus it's it's kind of just one maybe the other side of the coin if we want to say it so
0: yeah and thinking in the analogy of like the fruit of the spirit like picturing a tree Mm -hmm. like it's like maybe hope could be the roots because hebrews Mm -hmm. i think it's hebrews tells us that hope is the anchor for our soul Mm -hmm. and so it's like if we know what we're anchored to or rooted to like then we're able to to thrive in the fruit
1: of the spirit. That's a great picture. Absolutely. And so, yeah, yeah, and and I think, boy, we have to start with ourselves, right? Is do when people walk in the church or they encounter us, do they see us as people of hope? Mm-hmm. You know, are we just grumpy and whining <laughs> about the news? And can you believe this is happening? And and sure, there's time to talk about that, but boy, are we letting again the light shine and letting our hope overshadow right those things?
0: Yeah, and a Christian who's walking in hope, like, although they would have trials, like, I think they almost, I call, like, I think hope and steadfastness go together, Mm -hmm. too. Absolutely. And it's, like, if we want to be steadfast, like, we have to have, like, the vision that, like, looks ahead instead of just in our faces as Christians. And, like, that's what we're called to. And, like, you know, when we're, like, well, this is happening right now, but, like, we have the hope to see past it. Like, as Christians, I think right now, like, the greatest scheme of the enemy could be to blind all of us and just be like, look, like we're so distracted by the social media and like how instant things are that we're almost blinded. and we like lose sight of what's ahead of us and how to walk. So Um, good. And so, yeah. Yeah,
1: no, that's really good. What about you? Uh, I think just the younger generation today, I'm sure, boy, you know, when you're in your early twenties and you're thinking about life ahead and marriage, family, all the, you know, the American dream Mm -hmm. creeps in, but Boy, you know, with all that's going on in the world and the economy, the unknown—you know—got we we've the presidential race coming, all these cra- this craziness. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think about hope? What um, What does that look like, right, to communicate to that generation?
0: Yeah, I think like looking at college, like I was lucky that I fell into a group of friends that had, like the hope of the future and, like, knew, you know, the changeable hope of the gospel. And so it was, like, as far as, like, my very close peers went, like, we all would constantly remind each other, like, you know, like, the job you get after college isn't, like, the greatest calling. Like, what is your passion? What is your purpose? And what were you created to do? And if that leads you into a Fortune 500 company, awesome. If that leads you to the streets of Mozambique, amazing. Like, where is your hope and how are you going to be a catalyst and world changer for where you are? Wonderful. And so, like, I was really fortunate to fall in that, but I also had peers that didn't necessarily in, like, co my in my cohorts and stuff like that. And it's just when they don't have the hope of Christ or they get so uh, almost obsessive over, like, what they can do in their own power, like, I see an increase in anxiety, um, whether, like, diagnosed or just, like, a spiritual anxiety, almost like an anxiousness of how do I prove myself to God and to others. Yeah. And so they just like, I feel like they're just almost unstable. Like they're tossed like the waves to and fro. Yeah, like yeah. it's very scriptural. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, okay, like if we're rooted in the Word of God and sharing, walking the fruit of the spirits, I mm-hmm. think they go together. Like you were saying, like hope and faith correlate and then yeah. comes the fruit. And these things will remain. It's great.
1: And, you know, and I think for the older generation, I don't, you know, younger generations, so, it, the whole media thing such a big deal, right? Uh, we talk about it a lot, but. Well, it's what I feed myself, right, yeah. is going to really set the countenance of my soul, right? And mm-hmm. so, man, are, am I feeding myself on the hope of the prophecy of Scripture, the hope we see and fulfilled in the Scriptures, right? Um, or am I just, you know, listening to all the uh, the bad news as such, right? Um, so I do have to pay it. There's a practical aspect of, of uh, boy, setting in my soul, watching over my soul. What am mm-hmm. I feeding myself, right?
0: Yeah, and I think, too, like, for if you're walking with someone in, like, Gen Z, the generation below or above, like, a question that if they're feeling frantic, you could always ask them is, like, who are you looking at and what are you looking at? Like, are you looking at the numbers in your bank account? Like, like who and what? Like, and then from there, you can hopefully point them to, like, stare back at Jesus because his eyes of fire, like, that were promised are, like, the most captivating, beautiful thing. Yeah. And it, like someone I had a picture one time where I was like worshiping and I saw Jesus come and lift my head because I was just praying to him of like my to-do list. And he like lifts my head and in the picture, like I like see his eyes of fire, like so clearly and it's like everything else melts away when you're like captivated by those.
1: That's awesome. So let me ask you a question. Maybe go a little deep here as we maybe move towards a close. But, um, uh, What would you say to the problem in the church? Let's just, I'm going to define it, depressed Christians. What would you say to believers today who've gone through all the motions, they've been a believer, but they're just, for lack of a turn, they're depressed?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were kind of talking about this before, but this morning I was reminded of Proverbs 13, 12 yeah. that says, and I have the NLT version, uh, the passion translation, uh, also has a great one. You can look it up on your phone, but my version right now says hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm-hmm. but a dream fulfilled is the tree of life. Yeah. And this actually ties to revelation two too. Like yeah. I found the correlation and we were talking about it before this started. Um, but at the very end of revelation two, it's like, When you are in his dream, it conquers, Mm -hmm. and you will be given the tree of life and victory. Mm, And as I was thinking about it this morning, I was like, Christians that are walking with, like, a hope deferred. So, like, that's like, God promised me this, but I'm not getting it. Or you find him untrustworthy, or you're doubting his character. Mm -hmm. Like, your hope is deferred, and it's been moved, and you're probably being tossed like the waves. Like, you're trying to figure out what works for you. You're trying to put systems to your problems, and you're trying to find grasp to religion, probably, yeah. but if you switch to a relationship, and you, like, think about what I was thinking of this morning is, like, when I'm walking with my, one of my best friends, and they have a dream, like, I want to join that dream for them, and yeah. I want to root them on, and I want to hope with them, and that's the same with the gospel of Christ. When yeah. we enter into a relationship with Jesus, and we see it as, like, us being friends or yeah. adventure buddies or whatever yeah. picture you have with Jesus. And we enter into that relationship with him. We're like, okay, God, like make your dreams, my dreams and give me the dreams that have been forgotten. Mm. Then your hope is renewed because you've now entered into it. And That's then really a dream good. fulfilled is the tree of life. Mm. So the tree of life through all the fruits of the spirit and through the gospel of Christ, like will bring you back to life when you eat from the good fruit of the gospel. Absolutely. Um,
1: It's awesome.
0: I don't know if that made sense. No, I think it's fantastic.
1: No, I think that's just wonderful. So that's a good, that is a great word there for sure. And I think dream, you know, the other things that you talk about dreams, you know, uh, and and that ties in, I think, to each of the seven letters, right? Jesus ends it with, he who has ears, let him hear Mm -hmm. what the Spirit is saying to the churches at large. So all through Revelation, there's this awakening of the of the prof of the prophetic in other words are we listening and this gets back to the dreams is there a listening to god right and and how i think a hope deferred to those who are depressed is that you can't be depressed if you're hearing from the lord Mm. right you're like you said you're overwhelmed you're right whatever the hearing is and so somewhere along the way there's either been wrong theology or uh we've just stopped expecting right listening right and awakening that he has ears you know jesus is saying come on church believers open your ears i want to speak to you right um those things so uh that's really good any last thoughts
0: Yeah, you know, I was just thinking, as you said that, those who have ears let them hear. Like, we're called to not just be hearers of the word, but doers. And so it's like, I think if you feel like your hope's been deferred and you feel like you're in that rut, ask God for something to do and then do it and something will break. And I believe that right now. Like, if you're sitting in your room or in your car and you're like, I've had no hope, just ask God for someone to encourage or someone to go pray for today and do it. And I believe in his power, like you will start feeling more alive. It's
1: fantastic. Awesome. Great way to end. Y'all have a wonderful week.